0: Hello and welcome to episode 101 of... Yeah, it's that bad. My name is Joel. I'm Martin. And I'm Kevin. This is a show that looks at like supposedly bad movies and asks the question, is it really that bad? And what that boils down to is that we look at movies that are on Rotten tomatoes, and we reevaluate that score. Does it really deserve to be that low? Tonight's movie is 1996's Jingle All the Way, directed by Brian Levant, starring Arnold Schwarzenegger. Sinbad, Phil Hartman, Rita Wilson, Robert Conrad, Jake Lloyd, and James Belushi. Jingle All The Way is a 1996 American family-oriented comedy film. This movie currently holds a 17%. On Rotten Tomatoes. How about a plot synopsis?
1: Arnold Schwarzenegger stars as Howard Langston, a father who has promised his son that he will get anything he wants for Christmas. Unfortunately for Howard, his son wants an intensely popular Turbo Man action figure. Howard forgets to get it, and since it's Christmas Eve, it's sold out everywhere. Since Howard knows he has let his son down in the past, he goes on a quest to track down a Turbo Man action figure (sighs) and will stop at nothing to get his son the gift that he wants.
0: Okay, Jingle All The Way. This is the winner of the Listener's Choice Poll. (laughs) I had an impromptu Listener's Choice Poll on the Facebook page, facebook.com slash bad, where I asked the listeners what holiday movie they would want us to review for Christmas. As a little holiday gift, they picked Jingle All The Way. None of you have seen this before. I haven't seen it. No, I haven't seen it. But we all knew what it was, correct? Yeah, it's infamous. Okay, so let's just do what we always do at the top of the show. We'll discuss the actors one by one, and we'll see how you thought. Well, they
2: before we get into that, since it's the season, I've got you both a Christmas present. Oh, yeah? So you can open it on the air, as it were. Oh, sweet.
0: Ooh. Oh, how unorthodox. There you go. Something <gasps> special from me to wow. you. Wow. What could this be? Let's just, just do this for 20 minutes. <laughs> oh, <laughs> <Right>. Wow. <laughs> You,
1: Kevin, you shouldn't have. I mean, you really shouldn't have. This is amazing.
0: Who do you think you got? <gasps> Open it at the same time? Kevin got us. Breaking Dawn trading cards. <laughs> Kevin, I... Where did you even get
2: these? <laughs> <laughs> the five below store. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Kevin, I feel bad I haven't gotten you anything <laughs> regarding Twilight. <laughs> I actually made uh, you guys a festive holiday cornbread. That's
1: true. It was delicious. Yep. All
0: right, let me, let me take a picture of this. Put it on the podcast. <laughs> I'm opening mine.
1: I almost,
2: almost got a poster, and the whole poster is just Edward's face and it
1: says forever on it. <laughs> oh my god, this is absolutely. Look at the first card that I open up, Joel.
0: Renaissance!
1: Oh my god, they look so dumb. <laughs> look at how dumb they look. It doesn't even look real. It looks like a drawing. Whoa just cut up a poster and put on a card
2: do they have stats on the back like how many people (laughs) did
1: no they have quotes hold on here's a quote from from jacob no they have a quote from carlisle on the back of jacob's card
0: (laughs) (laughs) so weird oh a christmas card
1: oh how fitting oh thank thank god that you got that
0: Sweet, bro. <laughs> Sweet meat, bro. I got a Jacob Black card. Oh, I got the checklist card. So I can oh. make, make sure I got all the whole set. Wow, thank you, Kevin. This gift is just... It's a gift that keeps on giving. Thank you it so is. much. It is, Well, if I ever run out of porno, well, that's on the backup. <laughs> yeah, you got, you got your you are card. Yeah. <laughs> okay, let's do what we always do at the top of the show. We'll discuss the actors one by one, and we'll see how you thought they did. First up, Arnold Schwarzenegger. Arnold is
1: a—I don't want to say he's an actor. He is, but (laughs) I don't want
0: to call him an actor. But
1: he's Arnold. I don't know. What else can I say about this guy? His own category of human being. Yeah, he is. He's—he's Arnold Schwarzenegger. I always know what I'm getting when I see him in a movie. I don't know. I got a soft place in my heart for him. He's a... Uh, I don't know. I just don't know what to You're say speechless. about him. you speechless. Yeah. I, d- I don't believe him as a father in a modern day American family. I'll, I'll say that. I'll put that out there.
2: Yeah, I guess on the scale between Gary Oldman and Rampage Jackson, oh, he's, whoa. he's closer to the Rampage Jackson side right. of the scale, right? right. He has a, a role in Hollywood. There are roles for him to play. This isn't one of them. Just being the dad in a family comedy. This, this isn't working out. Doesn't work too extract. No.
0: I mean I don't know, I love this guy. He was on the screen and I was happy to have him. He wasn't as funny as he
2: was in kindergarten cop. No. Or like twins. Like he didn't have that, but that might be the material, I guess more than anything. That's definitely the material. Yeah.
0: Okay, next up, Sinbad. Where's this guy been? We need him. We need him back. Do we? (laughs) I liked him in
1: this (laughs) movie. He was better than Arnold. Yeah, I I liked him too.
2: I didn't. If I had to sit through one more scene of Sinbad just coming on the screen and screaming, I was going to lose it. That's not funny to me. It's
1: just people on the screen screaming. As far as being a villain, I thought that he was charming. He was funny. I liked him.
0: He was pretty good.
2: Yeah. C minus. Like my sin bed.
0: Okay, next up, a tragic loss for the world, Phil Hartman. Phil Hartman is a great actor.
1: Always was a great actor. Great voice actor. Um, Seeing this really reminded me of that. Like, man,
0: what a shame. Yeah.
1: It really is a shame.
0: Yeah, he was good. I liked him. Okay, next up, <laughs> Jake Lloyd. Did you guys recognize this kid? Anakin Skywalker. Man, the moment he was on screen, it just started eating away at I me. Mean, I'm like... <laughs> I know this guy. Who is this? Oh, you this? didn't recognize him immediately? I think what happened was he showed up on screen first, mm-hmm. and then his name appeared on the credits. And when his name appeared in the credits, I put two and two together, and okay. it was like an atom bomb off of <laughs> my head. Oh, that's Anakin Skywalker! How Amazing. To him? We're like three years away from him becoming that, right? He goes to sci-fi conventions and stuff. What an enchanted
1: (laughs) life. What an enchanted life he leads.
0: I know he doesn't like it. He's upset about being part of Star Wars and stuff. I think people make fun of him in real world. They should. Deservedly so. How did he do, though? I mean, in the pantheon of child acting here, yes, at Bad World Headquarters. For his age, he wasn't wasn't too bad. Yeah, he wasn't too bad. He
2: was
1: all right. I hated him. I hated everything about him. Really?
0: Compare him to... Jumbie
1: wants to be born. Yeah, compared to a kid from Unborn. <laughs> how how does he run against them? They're AI? on par. Terrible. Yeah, he's as bad as Cameron Bright. <laughs> <Yeah>. Really? <laughs> really? He's Cameron Bright level.
0: Nah, you're right. Thank you for bringing me back to earth. <laughs> yeah, get off get off your high horse. Keep you in check. <laughs> And finally, James Belushi, a.k.a. The World According to Jim.
2: He was pretty good, and he had the one scene that actually really got a kick out of in oh, yeah? this whole movie. So he saved this movie a little bit for me for a few
0: minutes.
1: Maybe? <laughs> okay. What scene did he, uh, did he save for you?
2: The whole thing with the the, the underground Santa's. Santas. That was pretty funny.
0: Okay, that's it. A number one for everybody, right? A plus? Yeah, you this, love them all. Yeah, this is an acting powerhouse. Perfect family film. Oh, yeah. Okay, let's get into the brief history of Jingle All The Way. The film draws inspiration from the high demand for Christmas toys such as Cabbage Patch Kids and the Mighty Morphin Power Rangers in the late 1980s and early 1990s, which often led to intense searching and occasionally violence among shoppers. Randy Cornfield wrote the film's original screenplay after witnessing his in-laws go to a Santa Monica toy store at dawn in order to get his son a Power Ranger. Schwarzenegger was Was paid a reported $20 million for the role. He enjoyed the film, having experienced last minute Christmas shopping himself, and was attracted to playing an ordinary, that's in quotes. (laughs) character in a family film. Producer Chris Columbus initially wanted Joe Pesci to play Myron. Comedian Sinbad was chosen instead. Oh, man. That would have been amazing. Pesci versus Schwarzenegger? Sure would have been. Sinbad was suggested for the part by Schwarzenegger's agent, but the producers felt he was unsuited to the role of a villain as it could harm his clean, family-orientated comedy act and reputation. Although Sinbad felt the character would generate the audience's sympathy rather than and hate. Furthermore, he missed the audition due to his appearance with First Lady Hillary Clinton and musician Sheryl Crow on the USO tour of Bosnia-Herzegovina. But Columbus waited for him to return to allow him to audition and, although Sinbad felt he had messed it up, he was given the part. He improvised the majority of his lines in the film, Schwarzenegger also improvised many of his responses (laughs) in his conversations with Sinbad's character. Turboman was created and designed for the film. This meant the commercials and scenes from the Turboman TV series were all shot by LeVon, while all of the Turbo Man merchandise, packaging, and props shown in the film were custom-made one-offs and designed to look authentic, as they all sprang from the same well. As Schwarzenegger only signed on for the film in February... <laughs> All right, I, I, I'm sitting here laughing, but uh, the ass yes, that bad crew is gasping at a horrible odor in the air. This time, not caused by a fart cloud. Oh my god, dude, it smells
1: so bad. Your refrigerators just destroy it. Can we be serious? Oh god,
2: it just won't go away. It's lingering like like an atomic fart.
0: This is disgusting. This is literally disgusting. (laughs) As Schwarzenegger only signed down for the film in February and the film was shot so quickly, only six and a half months were available for merchandising instead of the ideal year. As such, merchandising was limited to a 13 and a half inch replica, $25 Talking Turbo Man action figure, and the West Coast exclusive Turbo Man Time Racer vehicle. While no tie-in promotions could be secured, despite this, several critics wrote That the film was only being made in order to sell the toy. Columbus dismissed this notion stating that with only roughly 200,000 Turbo Man toys being made, the merchandising was far less than the year's other releases such as Space Jam and 101 Dalmatians. In 1998, Murray Hill Productions sued 20th Century Fox for $150,000 claiming that the idea for the film was stolen from a screenplay they had purchased from high school teacher Brian Webster, entitled, Could This Be Christmas? They said the script had 36 similarities with Jingle All The Way, including the plot, Dialogue and character names. Murray Hill president Bob Laurel bought the script from Webster in 1993 and sent it to Fox and other studios in 1994, but received no response and claimed the idea was copied by Cornfield, who was Fox's script reader. In 2001, Fox were found guilty of stealing the idea in order to pay 19 million dollars, 15 million in damages, and 4 million in legal costs. That's almost as much as it costs to have Schwarzenegger in the movie. Mm-hmm. Mm shouldn't steal that's the bottom line laurel died a few months after the verdict before receiving any of the money on appeal the damages figures were lowered to 1.5 million
2: after yeah, Be- they stole the movie
0: <laughs> <And> that, <laughs> before the verdict itself was quashed in 2004 with the judge deciding the idea was not stolen as fox had bought cornfield screenplay before he or anybody else at Fox had read Could This Be Christmas. Brian Levant was nominated for the Razzie Award for Worst Director, but lost to Andrew Bergman for Striptease. Nice. <laughs> Sinbad, however, won the Blockbuster Entertainment Award for Favorite <laughs> Supporting Actor in a Family Film. Okay, so this movie cost $75 million to make, and it pulled in a uh, very impressive $129 million. So that's minus the legal fees and all that stuff. Can you imagine making a box office bomb 10 years ago and having that just like haunt you to this day yeah okay so this movie starts off in an original way for once in one of our movies we get to see a TV show
1: Turbo Man he is a superhero who Power Rangers style essentially yeah it's like a combination of Power Rangers and like I don't know Captain America Captain Planet Mm, Captain Kangaroo (laughs)
0: Yeah, and we have little Jake Lloyd. He's watching the show, and he's eating it up. He's loving it. He's like, yeah, go Power Man. Woo! (laughs) Power Man 5000.
1: Oh, wait, Turbo Man. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, this is what it's like when worlds collide. He
0: loves it. (laughs) Uh, their dad is late to the holiday party. Yet again, another one of these movies where the little kid has his recital, a play, karate tournament, whatever. Dad, you're gonna make it, right? You're gonna make it, right? I'll be there, of course. I didn't understand this. Since
1: when is there a karate high school pageant? When did that happen? (laughs) Was that something that you guys did as kids? This, I mean, like, we were, like, what, 11 when this movie came out? 10, 11, 12? Mm-hmm. Did you guys ever have a karate pageant? I, unfortunately, never took karate classes. Yeah, me neither. Yeah, well, I never went to one in my high school, or my grammar school, or whatever. Why is that in his school?
0: That's a good point, actually. That's a good point. Kevin, were you having flashbacks to Hook of watching this? Because I was. Oh, yeah, absolutely. So
2: we're at this karate show, and, you know, Arnold, he's running late. He's not going to make it. Phil Hartman's there. He's, he's videotaping all the kids, which today, people look at him like, like a creep, I imagine. Oh yeah, right. But he's videotaping the kids, and all the moms are all fawning over. I'm like,
0: here, try my cookies, and can you come over and fix this later? I've got the perfect tool for the job, <laughs> and he's not talking about Maynard James Keenan, Martin. <laughs> no,
1: he's not. He's talking about screw driving, hammering some nails in. I
0: thought this is awesome. The fact that Phil Hartman is having sex with all these housewives, <laughs> I love it. I was eating it up. We're four <laughs> minutes in, and I'm like, this is great. <laughs> Did you wish that you were Phil Hartman? Yes. <laughs> Sleeping with all these lonely housewives. I mean he, he's the prototype
1: for the MILF Hunter.
0: <laughs> wow. Thank you. That, yeah, all right. That's a new thing, huh? <laughs> porn references. <laughs> <laughs> Not some porn references. How many can we shoehorn in? <laughs> I'll try my dad to see as many porn references in as possible. <laughs>
2: This whole town is filled with single parents, I guess, with the exception of Arnold and his family. (laughs) They're the only family that's making it work. (laughs) And they're super dysfunctional (laughs) as it is.
1: He goes upstairs to apologize to his son. He says he's going to make it up to him by getting him a Christmas toy.
2: Can we talk about this this kid's room? What was in
1: there? That's a sick mural.
2: Unbelievable, right? Like Twelve-year-old me would have lost my mind if that was my room. He's got, like, X-Men sheets on his bed.
1: Captain America mural. Captain
2: America's, like, a mural on his wall.
1: I said he had like a Wolverine pillow. (laughs) So awesome. This kid's not living a harsh life. He's ungrateful.
2: That's a fact. I mean, his father's working hard to get him comic book related cheats and murals and posters and toys for his room. It's Marvel Central in there. He had
0: Stan Lee himself paint that mural. And he's going to be so
2: ungrateful. He's going to give his dad crap for missing his stupid karate show. That's the life
1: of a kid, right? Selfish? More, more, more. There was one more.
0: I knew I didn't like this kid in Star Wars. And it continues to. Oh uh, well, you know, I know somebody that's gonna have to be dealing with this very soon. Oh yeah? <laughs> somebody very close to me. What are you talking about? <laughs> what did you think of Arnold Schwarzenegger's Atlanta Games Olympics nineteen ninety six T shirt? It's pretty sweet, right? Oh yeah, that was epic. It's the best part of the movie.
2: Were we supposed to believe he was like an athlete in that Olympics? <laughs> Like, there's no mention made of him with, with what, the exception of one joke by Phil Hartman. There's no, there's no mention or scene of him working out. Yet he's a massive dude. How is that not a
1: part of this movie? It just, he doesn't look like he belongs in that family. He looks like he should be in a family of giant muscle-bound <laughs>
0: people. <laughs> Here we are two weeks later after the recital. It's Christmas Eve, Eve, hmm. Eve right? right? It's the night before Christmas Eve. Yes. And the wife is like, Hey, you got that Turbo Man doll, right? And Arnold says, Oh, Turbo Man, yes.
1: Uh, <laughs> it's five voices and I was talking to him and we were bonding and I'm close to my son. He did not get this toy after she explicitly told him a few weeks ago to get it.
0: Bum, bum, bum. Uh-oh. This guy can't. Can't do anything right. This is one of my
2: problems with this movie. It's, it, it tries to be dark, but not so dark so that it can still be a family film. Oh, I, I And I, I it's see. trying to toe the line between the two. You gotta pick. You gotta go all in for one or the other. Because this just wasn't working for me. Like, he either needed to be a jerk, or he needed to be, like, a good father that would just, you know, he forgot something. But they... It, it just goes
1: back and forth between the two. I don't know. He's trying to be an everyday man, Father. Yeah. And he just isn't. He's Arnold Schwarzenegger. I can't see him as being like an average dad that accidentally forgets a Christmas toy. So
2: next morning, we see this kid. He's watching the show again. He's got on like his Turbo Man clothes. This kid has an unhealthy obsession with Turbo Man, and I don't think he should get the gift.
0: Well, you know, Kevin, when you have a chat of your own someday, maybe you'll understand Kevin, were you not a kid once?
2: Yeah, I was. Do you not remember what it was like? I do. I remember getting on my hands and knees and begging for toys in the toy store. I remember hey, how that work out. Got the toy. Cut, cut this kid a break.
0: <laughs> <laughs> okay, so Arnold Schwarzenegger is a mad dash to get this toy, and he runs into Phil Hartman outside. Phil Hartman has a reindeer for whatever reason, and Phil Hartman like makes a point of stopping Arnold Schwarzenegger, looking him in the eye, and saying, "It's going to get icy today. You better put some chains on your car." I thought this was gonna be a big thing in the movie. Why did they like stop the whole movie for him to go on this diet trip about like ice and snow and stuff? Do you remember this? Yeah, I do. I don't. I don't know. Like he stopped him, like stopped him dead yeah, in his you, tracks. You just think
2: there'd be like he'd get in an accident later from skidding or something. Yeah. Yeah, that didn't have any part to play in this film.
0: Maybe that's in the extended cut of the movie because we all watch the theatrical. I take it. Well, we'll never know.
1: Maybe it's because they just want Phil Hartman to be perceived as a complete douche, sure. a guy that's trying to show that Arnold sucks. He can't do anything right. But Wait, uh, Phil he was doing a good job at that, I thought. Phil. <laughs> Phil's got Phil's got his his Ts his crossed and his I's dotted, <laughs> all right? And he's got he's got all the ladies in the neighborhood wrapped around his finger. <laughs> oh man. The ladies man. he's gonna for your wife bro cuckold <laughs> Yeah Arnold's about to get cuckold I can't imagine Arnold's getting cuckled. Oh my god <laughs> Arnold would just rip the guy's head off. So Arnold hits the road. He's heading to a store. He's going to be, you know, he's getting there before the store opens to get Turbo Man because it turns
0: out that this toy is so popular. It's like, it's like Tickle Me Elmo. It's sold out everywhere. I'm glad you brought this up because while I was watching this movie I was wondering the whole time, is this movie a nod to the whole Tickle Me Elmo craze of the 90s?
2: Well, yeah, Power Rangers, Tickle Me Elmo, Furby. Yeah, it's around this time we're introduced to Sinbad for the first time and it's the first time that many times where he just starts yelling at the top of his lungs he grabs a a woman
1: and starts choking her out it was accidental (laughs) after the stone cold (laughs) Stunner. it was like he was possessed by like this tirade he was on he was so emotionally involved and then he he came back to himself he's like oh sorry ma'am it was was you I thought that was pretty
2: crazy. Sinbad choking a woman again. It's like that get that got dark, right? It did. Not dark
1: enough. It wasn't dark for enough Kevin for me. Here. Kevin wanted Sinbad to murder <laughs> for no reason. <laughs> Heaven, your your bloodlust today is insatiable. <laughs> Well, they're informed that somebody else had purchased the last doll, so Sinbad pulls his first of many double crosses, (laughs) where he befriends Arnold, and then he trips him up, quite literally.
0: When they got into the store, they're all gone. They were sold out immediately, and now the race is on to find the last Turbo Man in the city, or else their children won't love them anymore. They'll call Difus, They'll (laughs) lose everything. (laughs) No one's going to know what Difus is. (laughs) Okay, yeah, so the race is on, right? Yeah, we have a
1: 45-minute
2: montage of
1: Arnold getting laughed at by store clerks. That was fun, right? They finally made it to one store, though, where they are getting a super secret last-minute shipment of Turbo Man. But there's enough for everybody, so they're going to give it away via raffle. They have numbered balls. They're going to dispense them among the patrons of the store. And Sinbad stole Arnold's numbered ball, and Arnold lets everybody know that he has two balls. And (laughs) they, they, like, just pop on him like it's the NFL. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so the ball goes flying
2: down an escalator. We get Arnold running through the Mall of America. He runs through the Lego store, which I've been to personally, and it's pretty sweet. Oh, yeah? Yeah. He goes running through there. Some kid grabs the ball and goes into, like, the playpen area. Arnold chases the kid through the playpen area into the ball pit, and then all these women start attacking Arnold. He's a pedophile. pedophile. He thinks he's a
1: pedophile. That's pretty good. He looked like a pedophile. He was crawling <laughs> through, like, the the, the playland, like, on his hands and knees, like, come here, little kid. Like, that's creepy. <laughs> I was wondering what took them
2: so long to be alerted by
0: this. He's in there for like 10 minutes. So Arnold is wandering around the mall and he runs into Bad Santa. He's got his little helper. It's the guy from Seinfeld again. Yeah, he. we just saw him recently. Yeah, we did. He's popped up in a lot of our movies.
1: Okay, so they're going to do a uh, a back alley deal where he's going to buy a not exactly street legal Turbo Man. <laughs>
2: It's pretty good. So this is uh, the elf. He's got a picture of the Turbo Man doll with a, a, a today's newspaper it showing a that ransom.
1: they have it. I love that. So good. So Arnold decides to follow them to like, I guess, what is this? This Blair is like... House. Yeah, but what is going on here? This
0: is like a Santa stolen goods resale operation? Yeah, it's the Santa Black Market. Yeah, I assume that they were like the department store Santas. That's where they all come from. That's what I thought it was. And they're
2: all hustling, hustling parents. They got all the hot toys. Got a racket going on there.
1: (laughs) Every day I'm hustling, hustling, hustling. (laughs) Right? Right, guys? Okay, so he has to pay $300 for this stupid plastic (laughs) action figure. He opens it up. Uh Uh-oh, it's speaking Mexican. (laughs) <laughs> and it falls apart, and he wants his money back. And the sand is like, eh, sorry, bro, all sales final. <laughs> So, Kevin, you got a kick out of this part? I did. I liked all this, this underground Santa market Personally,
0: stuff. I thought this was the worst part of the movie. Really? Because it got so cartoony here.
2: Okay, well, the, so then they start fighting, and they, it's pretty cartoony, but we're treated to... The big show.
1: The big show Santa Claus. Oh, man. I was happy to see him. Was that actually him? That was yes, him. Yes, that was absolutely...
0: I picked that out the second he got on the street, I'm As soon like,
1: as I saw those eyes. I saw him, I'm like, oh, man, it's the big show. <laughs> <laughs> wow.
0: <laughs> they had this big cartoony brawl with this like a ninja Santa jumping around and doing all this crap. I preferred the more realistic stuff that was going on earlier in this movie because after this point, this movie gets really cartoony. Oh, yeah. And I don't like that. I I like the rabid consumerism stuff that they were doing earlier. That was relatable. This stuff is just stupid and they they pushed it too far in this direction. I didn't like it.
2: I like this whole Santa, black market stuff, but then when they started fighting, it it
1: definitely got stupid.
0: Arnold got tasered in the balls by this little baby, (laughs) man.
1: (laughs) That was pretty good. (laughs) Yeah, that was funny. So he gets... Away and he ends up in a diner with Sinbad again. And they have a real heart to heart to heart. How many times are they gonna randomly run into
2: each other <laughs> like in one of 15 one of our country's biggest cities?
0: Yeah, they're like in Minneapolis or something, right? Yeah.
1: Twin cities, baby.
0: It's two big cities. <laughs> Just one. Well, okay. I'll give them the benefit of the doubt. They're both looking for the same item, and they're both looking for them in the lo- the same logical places. Toy stores. How they run to each other at the diner. Yeah. It's next to a toy store. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Okay, so Sinbad, uh, you know, starts kicking back some. It's supposed to be old turkey, you know, it says like old grandpa whiskey or something. <laughs> <laughs> who knows? <laughs> and he's like, I'm trying to get this toy because my dad didn't get me the toy I always wanted, and I never forgot. My friend who got the toy is a billionaire, but look at me I'm a postal <laughs> worker.
0: I thought this was the best scene in the movie, hands down. I love this so much. Sinbad tells that story.
1: Sinbad turns into Jake Lloyd. And he turns and looks at Arnold Schwarzenegger and goes, if only I, something to the effect of, if only I got that toy, it takes a slug out of the (laughs) bottle of whiskey, which insinuates he's just a raging alcoholic.
0: (laughs) I love that. I was laughing at that hard. Kevin, you didn't like this? Yeah, it was all right. It was cute. Listen to this guy. That's cute. (laughs) No Christmas spirit over here.
2: I liked it better when, there's a few times where Arnold calls home throughout this movie, right? And he talks to his kid, talks to his wife. There's one time where he calls and Phil Hartman answers. I, I loved how he sounded. And Phil Hartman's like eating cookies. Yeah. And Arnold's like, who told you could eat my cookies? <laughs> so he, right before this in the, this diner scene, he calls and talks to his kid. And the kid's whining on about the stupid parade again. And he, he just opens up on this kid. He's oh, yeah. really like giving it to him, right? <laughs> He's like, oh, my gosh,
0: this is a little kid. He lets out all his frustrations <laughs> out I- of this stupid kid.
2: So yeah, he, he, he looked like the villain I was hoping for this whole movie, finally. Oh, you love child abuse, huh? Verbal abuse. The best abuse. This kid sucks, though. It's second to none to physical abuse. Yeah, he, he
0: just, <laughs> and Then he becomes close. This kid sucks, though, right? Yeah, he had it coming. He's whiny. He should have just ghost-dadded that kid, got through the phone, <laughs> slapped him a couple times. <laughs>
1: Yeah, so I—I mean, is this—is he an only child? Is that what's going on? Oh yeah, oh sure, for sure. Is this like only child syndrome? Speaking as an only child. Yeah. Yes. All right. Someone needs to slap this kid.
2: So when they're in the diner, they hear on the radio that the local radio station they have a contest. You name all the reindeer, you get yourself a turbo man. So Arnold and Sinbad, they go straight for the phone. They rip the phone off the wall. The guy at the diner's like, hey, you know, that radio station is just a few blocks up the road. So they run down there. They're at the radio station. Arnold bursts in. He says he knows all the reindeer, rattles it off. Sinbad rolls in with his pouch of, of packages and he starts saying he's got a bomb. So the guy at the, the radio station, he's like, whoa, 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 whoa. You guys, the guy of a turbo man here? I just got
0: this gift certificate. I didn't say when you'd get it and then Sinbad he's so pissed off he pulls out a box from his bag of treats and he's like this is a bomb <laughs> I have a letter bomb again very topical for 1996 Unabomber and all that what'd you think?
2: They're, they're getting darker with this stuff so I found this a little more entertaining I thought it was pretty funny
0: well it's around this point where we see the uh, the cop throughout the whole course of this movie there's been this single cop has just been harassing Arnold at every turn
2: he has been harassing him Arnold keeps breaking the law
1: <laughs>
0: Yeah, Arnold's driving on the shoulder of the road, like, at high speeds, (laughs) and
1: he's knocking his police vehicle over and crashing into cars and stuff. He hasn't been harassing him. Arnold is breaking the law, endangering other people. He should get arrested. Listen, Arnold backed his
0: car into a cop car the other day. He just drove off. Sometimes life's okay. (laughs)
1: Oh. Yeah, we need more modest mouse around here. <laughs> now they're off to get to the parade, and we cut back to Phil Hartman. He's in the car with Arnold's wife heading to the parade <laughs> himself. <laughs> He's got uh, some non-alcoholic eggnog. He's put on the moves. Put on the moves. He's like, Don't worry, I'm a shoulder for you to cry on. Your husband's a real tool. He was talking about Vader James Keen, he, yeah, <laughs> he, he, he was talking about tool the band this time. <laughs> He's a real tool fan.
2: So he runs into the cop. The cop's got like eight cups of coffee that spill all over Scalding him. Scalding
1: hot coffee.
2: He gets up. He's bone dry. How did that happen? Anyone notice that? There's no coffee on him. I noticed that. Yeah, so Arnold, ducks into this, this door. Some guy grabs him. He's like, you're finally here. He start dressing him up on something. They're telling him they
1: fixed all the issues they had earlier. Like, you know, the other guy's in the hospital. He'll be just fine. They didn't say that. They said he has some brain activity now. So that's a good sign. <laughs> saying, I mean, the guy is, was brain dead for a little bit.
2: Yeah, das ist gonna do fine. So they throw him into this thing. He has no idea what's going on. All of a sudden he emerges and he's dressed as Turbo Man. He's on
1: the float in the parade. This is a pretty intense parade for Minneapolis.
0: What I love about this parade is that, did you recognize any of the people in the parade? We had like, uh, Popeye was uh, there. Oh, Ninja Turtles. Sonic the Hedgehog was there. I think I saw Mario. Maybe. I think I did. Madeline was running around. I got a real kick out of this. The cat in the hat walks by. Jake Lloyd and the little... <laughs> that kid look at cat in the hat and they're like yes and they high five each other it's the cat in the hat
2: who cares <laughs> That was so great. That was by far the best five seconds of this movie, right? I laughed so
1: hard at that. Arnold is on this float. We get th- th- the float before this float, I don't know if you guys noticed this, is a police
0: float. Yeah. A, there's <laughs> a cop. Jimmy uh, doing flips. What, what the hell is
1: going on? <laughs>
0: the police uh, associate
1: benevolent brotherhood whatever the yeah, they, they put this. together this awesome float with acrobats <laughs> and Cirque de Soleil dancing around on there what where would they get the money for this it's just a waste of money I was laughing unintentionally at that but it turns out that in this parade Turbo Man has to give out the last special edition Turbo Man toy ac- on the planet at, on the planet it's on the float and he gets to pick one special boy out of the crowd <laughs> and they're gonna change his voice with a stupid microphone and he has a completely functional
0: <laughs> jet pack and... <laughs>
1: <laughs> Wait, what?
0: <laughs> okay, so Arnold picks out his own kid to get the toy. I honestly thought that we would see Sinbad standing next to his kid who was crying, and that Arnold would have a change of heart and give it to Sinbad's kid instead of his own kid. Mm-hmm. Wouldn't that have been the right thing to do, s- story-wise? No, we, didn't, we wouldn't get all these fun hijinks
1: we're about to <laughs> enjoy. <laughs> yeah, Joel, you're yourself into a corner there. Sinbad is going to be the bad guy. The so- domain- mentor. Yeah, he's Turbo Man's nemesis. He has a really stupid looking
0: brain helmet. Yeah, so Arnold is dressed up as Turbo Man. All of a sudden, Sinbad is dressed up as the equivalent villain of the show. They have a battle in the town square. It's so dumb. Arnold Schwarzenegger has a functioning jetpack. All of a sudden, this turns into Robocop 3. He's flying (laughs) around the city. What did you guys think of the effects? When he starts flying (laughs) first and he's flailing around. You must have loved this, Kevin.
2: My biggest problem with this whole thing was at one point sinbad shoots his hand and it comes off off Hits Arnold in the head. Yeah, and then his hand comes back, and Sinbad moves his fingers. That was his real hand. <laughs> that was his real hand.
1: <laughs> Sinbad is a cyborg. Are you That's, upset about that?
2: I, that was it, right there. I was like, "That's it. This isn't real anymore. This is a joke."
0: Yeah, it turns into Looney Tunes, Warner Brothers, Animaniacs crap here. I couldn't believe
1: it.
2: I couldn't believe when that happened. So yeah, and then Arnold, he's flying around. With that it looked like it was that looked like it was like the Rocketeer. The was functionality. Was so of this
1: jetpack has got to be, it has to have such strong applications to the military industrial (laughs) complex. (laughs) I mean, really, that thing was moving fast and he had complete control over it with no
0: training, no training at all. There's a moment where Jake Lloyd and Sinbad are like precariously perched above the city streets, dangling by a thread, right? Mm -hmm. Arnold Schwarzenegger pulls out a boomerang and he just blindly throws it at them. Which means, A, he might hit his own kid and kill him. B, he's trying to kill Sinbad. <laughs> <laughs> he's trying to kill him, right?
1: Yeah. <laughs> he has no idea. That's all, there is
0: to, that's all there is to it,
1: right? Well, Arnold finally gets the toy. Sinbad gets captured by the cops. The one police officer that's that's been chasing Arnold around the whole time, he's like, Wow, Turbo Man, you really did it. We could use a police officer like you on the force. Arnold smiles, turns around and says... <laughs> Thank you. Um sorry I did all this illegal stuff to you. I'm sorry I evaded capture from the police and the police officers like, "What?" Whoa.
2: So Arnold's standing there. So this Turbo Man costume, just to describe it, he, he's wearing a helmet, but it's completely see-through, right? Like it's glass in the front. Yep. You can see his face in its entirety. He's standing two feet from his kid, three feet from his wife, and they're talking to him and don't even know it's him.
1: Well, after Arnold takes his helmet off and uh, Jake Lloyd gives his toy away, because I guess he had a change of heart, he says, oh, Dad, I don't need that toy because the real Turbo Man's my dad. And he's like, <laughs> oh, thank you, son. You can
0: always count on me. And then a bunch of people (laughs) run out of nowhere, and they pick up Arnold Schwarzenegger, (laughs) and they carry him off on their shoulders. Are these like bodybuilders? Olympic level? And that's it. That's Jingle All the Way. I mean, we all learned the lesson, right? Yeah, I'm glad that we all learned the lesson. You can always count on me. What lesson? What did we learn? (laughs) Kevin, we all
1: learned the lesson.
0: Yeah, think about it. And that was Jingle All the Way. Let's find out what the real critics have to say about this movie. (laughs) I liked a lot of the movie, which is genial and has a lot of energy, but I was sort of depressed by its relentlessly materialistic view of Christmas and by the choice to go with action and mild violence over dialogue and plot. Roger Ebert, Chicago Sun-Times. This painfully bad movie has been inspired strictly by the potential jingle of cash registers. Jack Gardner of USA Today. And finally, not only does the movie take a turn for the cartoony, but the end is basically everybody laughing and learning their lesson without any realistic resolution of the situation. It's as if the screenwriters couldn't figure out an easy way out of Howard's situation, so they added in slapstick comedy and the ending from an episode of Full House. Mike Drucker of IGN. Okay, guys, this movie currently holds a... 17% 17% around Tomatoes. Is it really that bad?
1: Yeah, this movie is that bad. There's nothing redeeming about this movie. It doesn't really make sense. The acting was bad. The story was confusing. And I think a lot of it was like miscasting. There was a lot of people that shouldn't have been cast in the roles that they were cast in. So 17% I think is pretty low though. it's That's like one out of five territory. I mean. I didn't really enjoy myself watching this movie, but it wasn't terrible either, so I'm going to give it a solid 2 out of 5. For
2: me, yeah, it's that bad. I'm going to I'm going to slap this with a 1 out of 5. This movie was really bad. And then, you know, after this is done just for kicks, I watched the Turbo Man Behind the Mask featurette on the DVD, and it was a million times better than the movie was. It just it didn't pick which direction it wanted to go to in my eyes. It either needed to be dark or need to be family friendly. As it is now, this seems like a family friendly movie you'd want to show kids But I don't think I would in the future want my kids to see this. It like celebrates this consumerism. Like this kid's rewarded really for wanting this toy so badly. And I don't know. Basically Arnold is buying his kids affection with this toy. It just, it doesn't send a good message to me. So I I would never ever want to watch this again.
0: This is interesting. I disagree with both of you. I don't think this movie is that bad. 17% is way too harsh. I thought this movie was amusing. I got a kick out of it. Even though I dislike the cartoony garbage that's in it. The stuff that happens before that, I really enjoyed. I really liked Arnold running around trying to find the present and all that stuff. I liked it. I thought this was a fun movie. It was not that terrible. It's interesting that I'm so against your opinion on this. Usually we're pretty aligned on these things. You've gone soft. I guess, yeah, more ways than one. <laughs> <laughs> Think about it. <laughs> Yeah, I don't think this movie's that bad. I'm going to give it a three out of five. Mm. Okay, let's read some listener mail. Joe writes in and says, Hey guys, thank you so much for reviewing Jingle All the Way. It was a fantastic episode. I I especially like the part where you guys did the exaggerated numbers bit and referenced Stan. Classic Yes That Bad. I'm so glad he said that because Martin did. (laughs) He did. (laughs) In all seriousness, I would have paid 100 American dollars to have you review this movie for me. So this is the ultimate Christmas gift. Can't wait to hear it. In the spirit of the hottest season, I was wondering what items were at the top of your Christmas lists. Off the top of my head, Joel's gift would have something to do with shaving, Kevin probably wants a Top Gun baseball cap, and Martin is probably hoping for a year subscription to Bang Bros. Keep up the excellent work guys, Merry Christmas and Happy New Year. He's right. <laughs> He is dead on. I wish I had a year since this was
1: Bang, bro. Premium Pornhub account.
0: That's a pretty good email. What's at the top of your list? I wanted an Arduino. You know what that is? No. It's, it's something I don't even want to get into at right, right this point. <laughs> but uh, my girlfriend got it for me, so.
2: You already know what your present is? Yeah. Oh, that's man. not
0: cool. It's like Christmas wish came true. What about well, you guys? What do you want? I don't know. If I say Santa might not get it for Ooh, me.
2: That's a really good point. All right, I'll, di- I'll, I'll divulge. I wanted a new pair of sneakers.
1: Okay, Swiss. You know it. Nike makes some good shoes.
2: <laughs> and I wanted Batman Beyond Season 3.
1: Oh. To complete my DC
2: Animated Universe collection.
1: Holy grail. It is. That's a great season, by the way, and it wasn't shown that much. And that's my favorite Batman Beyond <laughs> season. It is. Really? What do I want? <sighs> I want a brand new wetsuit, but I don't know if I'm going to get it. Mm -hmm. Those are pricey. They're really expensive. Mm.
0: Okay, Junebug writes in and says, Hey guys, I've been listening for a while now, but I finally felt the need to write in. A couple weeks ago, I popped in one of my favorite movies for an annual rewatch. I'm getting started. I'm moving. I'm grooving. The movie starts, but lo and behold, text on a black screen. I hear your voices in my mind saying, and this movie starts off in true yes, that bad fashion. I'm slightly concerned, but a power ahead. Before too long, I hear your voices again. This time, you're pointing out the ragtag team that is formed, and now I'm really concerned. What movie was it you asked? Star Wars: A New Hope. As I'm going down the yes, that bad checklist, I'm remembering the epic double cross coming up in the in Empire. I'm looking at you, Lando, and I'm troubled by this development. How can it be? To comfort myself, I go on to my next annual viewing: The Lord of the Rings. Uh oh. Opening with a voiceover, ragtag team on an adventure. The Sauron double cross. But I love this movie. What's going on? This all led me to wonder what you guys would say about all this. Are all movies that start out in true yes, that bad fashion necessarily bad? Do we need a Venn diagram to explain how the situation occurs? Or perhaps a balanced equation? I need an answer because I can't handle the gnawing doubt growing in my mind. Keep up the awesome podcast, guys. You are responsible for many odd looks from my coworkers as I giggle for an hour straight every Tuesday morning. What do you think? Uh, I think Junebug might be onto something there. I
1: think the reason... the those movies end up doing that is because they're following like they're following formulas in storytelling but that doesn't mean that the story is necessarily bad it's just that the movies that we watch follow those formulas and have no story
0: (laughs) yes that's that's all it is (laughs) that's a good point Derek writes in and says, Hey guys, I wanted to ask some questions and even take a shot at what you guys look like. Joel, do you still have problems with the cake, boss, cupcakes? And what did you guys all think of the Hobbit? Martin, what's your favorite Nickelodeon cartoon? Kevin, why do you not want to answer the question I asked last week? I know I'm not the only person to ask, but I want to know. Okay, now I'll take a shot at what you guys look like. Joel, you look like a pale guy wearing glasses with a slightly shaved chin and head. Martin, you look like a slightly shorter version of Flas from Batman. And year one with brown hair. Thanks for the laughs. <laughs> so, uh, none of us have seen The Hobbit yet. I don't care about the cake boss at all anymore. Martin, what's your favorite Nickelodeon cartoon? Probably are real monsters. And Kevin, I guess we'll answer why Kevin doesn't like Pirates of the Caribbean when we're going to review the movie.
2: Because we're going to review the movie. I'm sure that's going to come up. Yeah. It is. It's
0: on the schedule. Oh, it is? Yeah. Okay. So there you go. Mark writes in and says, what was the most painful movie you had to watch for the podcast? For me, it was Buckaroo Banzai. Yeah, Buckaroo Banzai. You know,
2: Buckaroo... I'm going to Buck the trend. Okay. Whoa.
1: I'm going to
0: Buckaroo the Trend. I'm going to go New Moon. Okay, New Moon. Actually, you know, the movie that I've hated the most, I think is still Waterworld. Because Buckaroo Banzai has at least one thing that I liked in it, whereas Waterworld had a grand total of zero things that I liked in it. I hated Waterworld, and Waterworld made me angry. Buckaroo Banzai just put me to sleep, whereas Waterworld made me physically angry. What about uh, Transformers 2? That was a rough watch. I don't remember that movie. You know why? (laughs) I checked out. Okay, Plan B from Outer Space writes in and says, Okay, here's an idea for the next 100 episodes. Kevin says something along the lines of how he wouldn't be able to make sense or even understand the unborn, even if he saw it 100 more times. Can you see where I'm going with this? I propose adding a segment to the end of each episode where Kevin watches the unborn every week and updates us on his efforts to comprehend what he's seen, culminating in the 200th episode spectacular when he'll probably be able to recite the film verbatim to the amusement of all of us. Episode 101 is right around the corner, so he better get started.
2: You know, I was thinking about the unborn on my way here because I was listening to the episode. And there's still a lot of stuff we didn't bring up that still doesn't make sense to me. (laughs) But I don't think I'll be subjecting myself to that
0: movie 100 anymore. more times. No, I don't think so. And finally, Ray writes in and says, Hi, guys, past sponsor and 100 episode listener here. While driving in my brand spanking new supercharged Audi A6, I was listening to the premium episode of Indiana Jones, The Kingdom of the Crystal Skull. When beginning around the 2802 mark, I heard this and started to choke. Then, seconds later, I heard this and really lost it. Which one of you guys is the donkey? I was in mid-swallow of my beverage when Donkey Man caused me to choke and gag through my nose, finally causing me to spew my drink all over my dress shirt and the gauge cluster of my new car. After pulling over to wipe down my shirt and car, I of course replayed it over several times. I haven't laughed so hard at something since the Family Guy Ipecac scene. Thanks guys, I really look forward to your podcast. I also created a couple of extra sound bites from the sound samples Maybe you can use them to open and close the show. What do you guys think of this? Who was it? I don't know. It's a lot of (laughs)
1: hee-hawing
0: and (laughs) braying to me. Yeah, it sounds like
1: animal noises. I'm not sure exactly who it was. Maybe you recorded that
2: like 200 years ago. I don't remember. I think you got Robins in your attic.
0: Whoa. (laughs) Whoa, Kevin. (laughs) You went there. That took me a second, but Whoa.
2: (laughs) I love the look in your eye.
0: That's <laughs> Okay, thanks for those emails, guys. If you wanna contact us, you can reach us at yesthatbad at gmail.com. Okay, now it's time to announce next week's movie. And we're going to review one more musical. Just uh, one more, you promise? Yeah, that's it. Yeah, I'm putting no, my foot no, there. No, right? If I can handle this. That's it. That's the end of the musicals. We're doing one more musical for the road. So we're going out with a bang with cannibal the musical. I've never even heard of this.
1: Neither yeah, have
0: I. Me neither. So tune in next week. When we'll be reviewing Cannibal the Musical. Okay, thanks for listening to the show. If you like if you've heard, please consider subscribing. We have a new episode every Tuesday. Please give us a positive review on iTunes. Those five-star reviews really do help out the show. Please help spread the word of the show to all your friends by liking us on Facebook, facebook.com slash You can follow us on Twitter at yeahitsbad. You can follow Marna, yeahitsmarna. You can follow Kevin at yeahitscab. Kev, and you can listen to the show on all your mobile devices via Stitcher. And you can get that at stitcher.com. Once again, thanks for listening to the show. See you next time.